Andy had one job. One job. <laughs> just get the show notes out. And what oh, have we no. been doing for the last hour. 45 minutes? Instead, he, <laughs> sent, his, like an hour. he sent his stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this like in those films with a stunt double of a, of, of a woman and you pause it and she's got a moustache and different hair and, and is obviously a foot taller? I have this picture of you now, Tom, in, in the 80s with your VCR pausing <laughs> movies at particular points and being disappointed by a woman's moustache. <laughs> there was that website that used to do that in the 80s. It told you all the <laughs> points where you could pause a movie. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are joining us. And welcome, welcome one and all to episode 100 and... Oh, he's not here, is he? 74. (laughs) Thank you. 174. (laughs) Of the Host Unknown podcast. I know, it just feels wrong, doesn't it, Graeme? It just feels wrong. And yes, we do not have an Agnes here. We have a Cluley. We have a Cluley. For once, we have a Cluley. (laughs) <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. Great to be here. Yes, that's not what you were saying just before we went on air, but that's absolutely <laughs> fine. And thank you for maintaining that veil over over the quality and professionalism of the Host Unknown podcast. Yes. Well, I, I'm just I'm just pleased I got up early for this. That's all I can say. <laughs> you know, all, all I can say is when people want exposure, they go on Smashing Security. <laughs> When Graham wants exposure, he comes on Host Unknown. And what good does it do me? We pay you in exposure, Graham. <laughs> yeah, people die of exposure, Jav. <laughs> well, after what you just exposed to us, yes. <laughs> That's why we had to turn your camera off. Anyway, let's go round the table, shall we? Jav, how are you this fine morning? I'm really good. You know, I don't know why Andy makes such a big deal about the show notes and everything. We got it together in like five minutes flat. Yeah. We have a great co-host. It took only 50 minutes between the three of us. It was not a problem at all. I mean, he had one job, right? He did. He did. But but no, I I for one am glad we've got Graham with us today. I feel quite quite honoured. Normally I'm the one that's off and Graham stimps in for me, but... You know. Oh. Yeah. It's, well, I know um, the Duchess of Ladywell would be pleased that you're on, Graham. Ah, oh, yes. Mrs. Langford. Hello, Mrs. Langford. <laughs> Lovely to be in your ear roll. That just sounds Sorry, so Mom. bad. <laughs> and it so, does. Anyway, what else have you been up to, Jav? I've been trying desperately to. I, I, I've just looked at my calendar, and the most interesting thing on there is I had a blood test this week. But <laughs> other than that, not a lot. Was it a paternity suit, or what? what what's what's going on? No, oh, no, no, no. Jeff can't do that anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> we, together, we are the Jaffa brothers. <laughs> Oh, you can include me in that, actually. So there we are. We're, oh, my God. Yes, yeah. yeah. Apparently, there you go. Apparently, Host though, have... podcast, guaranteed to not get you pregnant. <laughs> no, it, there's no guarantee. Apparently, it just changes the colour of the baby. 
It doesn't stop you. <laughs> oh, God. Allegedly, oh allegedly, allegedly. Is, is what my lawyers are saying in my ear. I, I'm just going to move away from the uh, litigious side of the room to, to the other side. Graham, how the devil are you? Well, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, I, I, I went to Sweden to do a talk uh, a few weeks ago and uh, I came back. Well, yeah, you know, that sort of thing happens in my jet set life. And um, so I went and did that. That's fantastic. And I've got another event coming up soon um, overseas. And I thought, oh, I better get my passport ready. Couldn't find my passport anywhere. Couldn't find it anywhere. Looked at everything, looked in my jackets. I've moved house recently. I thought, oh, my goodness, where have I put it? Where have I put it? And eventually I thought, well, I'm going to have to apply quickly for a new passport. So I told the mm. passport office that I've lost my passport. They cancelled it. And now I have to go to bloody Wales to pick up a new passport right, with oh. the form. So I have to drive all the way there. And, of course, you know what happened. You found I it. found my oh. old passport. Where was it? In my jacket pocket. <laughs> Even though I'd done a very thorough man look on a number of well, occasions. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you kind of tapped yeah. it all over, ex didn't you? Ex exactly. And I didn't... And, I, and of course, I can't cancel. I can't uncancel it. I still have to go to. So I'm off to Wales tomorrow uh, to hand in a form and hope they'll give me a passport. Oh, I was going to say, wow. if 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 you're driving past me, you should drop in. But I'm not going to be here. Oh, I'll, I'll let myself in. I, I like to let myself in. You know, if, oh, do, <laughs> for, do. For, just to, just for a little relaxation. You know, sort if, of roll if... around in your bed, that kind of thing. Oh, oh wow. no, Graham, Graham, Graham. <laughs> No, don't, don't worry. All I'll, the ideas. I'll no. cover myself in. I'll, I'll be wearing a hazmat suit, obviously. <laughs> what are you saying? I change my sheets regularly for a man. I, I, I don't want to know about your regularity with your sheets. Uh, no. That's that's the last thing we need to hear about. That's between me and my proctologist. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, Tom, what about you? What have you been up to this week? Not a lot. I have had COVID, would you believe? Ooh. Oh, I've no. I've had COVID. I was feeling a little bit fu funny last Friday night um, and then woke up Saturday morning absolutely, well, I could barely get out of bed. And, yeah, I had COVID. And it's it's the third time I've had it, and it knocked me off my feet, I have to say. Oh. I'm only just starting to feel capable of, of doing anything, really. Um but even just sort of getting up and walking from here to the kitchen gets me out of breath. So it's it's really standard COVID stuff, you know. So I'm I'm you know I'm okay. The Lemsip industry is alive and well thanks to me this week. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's it, I, I've been off for much of it actually. Are you sure you're capable of doing a podcast? Well, you know I'm propped up here with another another Lemsip and. Um, uh, the mute button for when I'm coughing my guts up and out of breath. But yeah, I will occasionally be breathless. But you know, unlike some on this podcast, Andy, um, you know, I I see things through. You know, and I, you know, I'm committed to the cause. Yeah, great, Graham. That is a question I think I should have asked Tom like many years ago, <laughs> and it would have saved me much, much heartache. <laughs> 
And talking of heartache, shall we see what we've got coming up for you today on these hastily pulled together show notes that don't have all the words in and I'll be making up as we go along. So this week in InfoSec is a about uh well it's, it's well it's leaking everywhere frankly uh rant of the week uh talks about how we can trust the machines to all of our most sensitive data billy big balls is about the dog ate my homework industry news brings us the latest and greatest security news stories from around the world and tweet of the week talks about something wonderfully danish Mm-mm-mm. Uh, I don't know why. I was about to say, "Why, Mr. Kipling, you are you are spoiling us," but that's not that kind of Danish, is it? Or <laughs> Kipling doesn't even do Danish. Anyway, anyway, without further ado, let's move on, shall we, to our favourite part of the show? It's the part of the show that we blatantly ripped off and called this week in Infosec. Ah, that's a tune I like to hear. Yes, indeed. This week in InfoSec, we've content liberated from the Today in InfoSec Twitter account and further afield. It is my pleasure to bring you today. Um, Now, let's go back in time. An incredible 17 years to 2006 when the WikiLeaks.org domain name was registered. Um, Although they didn't... Yes. Yes. I know, a long ah. time ago, 17 years. Can you believe we're all getting so, so old? I thought it was it's earlier than that, though, but... No, did you? Yeah, oh, yeah I did, but... You're probably, remember, you're probably mixing up with the Crimean War and other things that you are fondly <laughs> in, your, in your murky past, Tom, perhaps. Um, but yes, so WikiLeaks.org was uh, registered in 2006 as a domain name, although the first document wasn't posted to WikiLeaks until December. Now, I don't know if it was Julian Assange... Himself, Julian Assange, don't you love that name? Julian Assange, uh, who actually Assange. registered the domain name Assange, a monkey, as they say in La Belle France. Uh, Julian Assange. Um, and of course, uh, Julian, we haven't seen much of him lately, have we? Because, of course, he no. was escorted from the Ecuadorian embassy in April 2019. Um, it was either him or Uncle Albert from uh, Only what? Fools and Horses. <laughs> Uh, I guess in you know in, you know in in deference to the Ecuadorians, there's only so many bottles of piss you can get used to moving out of his room at it, any one they, time, right? They they did have an unusual series of complaints about the way he was decorating his uh, his little office there in the Ecuadorian embassy, and they got a little bit fed up with it, didn't they? Yeah, uh, it was something sort of something but akin to what was probably going on. We didn't give you Julian. Why, yeah, it, why is everything so brown? Yeah, it was a bit like H block in the maze prison back in Thatcher's time, I think. But um, yes. uh, anyway, so but anyway, so uh, since then he's been staying at His Majesty's pleasure at Belmarsh, where hopefully he hasn't been um, decorating the walls quite so much. Um, but he's been there a long time, hasn't he? I mean, I think this is why they're still arguing as to whether they're going to extradite him to the states or not. But obviously, I think, um, I, what's very interesting, I think, is just how much everybody doesn't care anymore. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, that, that, that I do get press releases regularly from uh, Julian Assange's uh, sort of campaign team um, asking that we, we should raise this issue in the media. But it was a very important issue at the time, wasn't it? Because he was leaking these documents 
and uh, sensitive military stuff from the US and mm, uh, drone yeah. footage mm -hmm. and so forth. And um, he, he very much believed in everything being free and available. And later on, he, he did be, begin to become very, very anti-US. And of course, he was potentially helping um, the Russians in terms of the information he was leaking uh, after the hack of the Democrats as well. But uh, a strange period in history. Anyway, let's go back yes. even further. Back further in time, uh, 18 years to 2005. Wow. When Sammy, I don't know if either of you were ever on MySpace, which I think still exists, MySpace. I wasn't. I'm sure Jav was because it's, it's for all the egotistical people, isn't it? Right. <laughs> I might have registered. I don't think I, I actually... No, I don't know. Not MySpace. I didn't jump on right. that trend. Well, in this week, in 2005... 19-year-old called Sammy Kamkar wrote The Sammy Worm, which spread. It was a self-propagating cross-scripting scripting worm, uh, cross-site scripting worm, which was released onto MySpace, sent messages around, said, but most of all, Sammy is my hero, which was posted on victims' profile pages, <laughs> and they it sent Sammy a friend request. I think he was planning to become the most popular person on MySpace. Um, so technically a worm, but Sammy Kamkar, since then, has done a lot of cool kind of work in the cybersecurity field. Um, he's uh, found vulnerabilities. He's demonstrated how things can be exploited. He's uh, an interesting guy. He's worth watching on YouTube, I'd say. He, for instance, he wrote um, a thing called Skyjack, which was a custom drone which could hack into nearby other drones and allow them to be hijacked. So he's he's done some interesting work, but... All those years ago, Sammy Kamkar was writing uh, Worms for MySpace. And finally, this week in InfoSec, we get a bonus we've got another one. one. Another one. Six years ago, in 2017, um, well, what happened was the former CEO of Equifax, a week after he retired as a result of Equifax's data breach, he told Congress the whole attack was the fault of one single person in the IT department. It not on this case, an intern. Not, not an intern uh, on this occasion, I think. I think it was someone else, maybe. It's still uh, the intern was... kind of, you yes. know, the intern it was, attack, it, as it were. It was the thought of, let's blame the intern. Let's blame, let's blame yeah. someone junior for what happened. Mm -hmm. It took, by my estimations, 960 hours between Equifax finding out about their breach and warning the public. 40 days it took them. And it impacted oh, well over 100 million people. And the thing oh. with... Shock horror. Yes, that would yeah. never happen normally, would it, in a breach? Um, the thing about Equifax, of course, is they had your personal data, even though you had nothing to do with them, because they were a credit yeah. monitoring, still are a credit monitoring agency. So you'd never heard of them, but they knew all about you. And uh, one of the curious things was it was found that three Equifax execs sold nearly $2 million worth of stock just days after the breach discovery, but weeks before it was made public. I'll leave just a, just a fact, just a fact. I'll let you decide what that means. We're just asking the questions here. We're not accusing anyone of anything. Yeah, we're just, we're just asking the questions. We're asking the questions. And that was God, this week. Carlson's. That was this week in InfoSec. 
this week in InfoCert. Feeling overloaded with actionable information? Yep. Fed up receiving well-researched, factual security content? Yes. Ask your doctor if the Host Unknown podcast is right for you. Always read the label. Never double dose on episodes. Side effects may include nausea, eye rolling and involuntary swearing in anger. Not unlike what we had from Graham when we said we were going to get a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't believe it. That was after about 50 minutes of messing around. Now we're getting a cup of tea. Well, you can't have a podcast without a cup of tea, can you, Joe? Car- just- Carole warned me. Carole warned me about what goes on. <laughs> you should have warned yourself. I mean, crikey, you... you- <laughs> You've been on here often enough. <laughs> I've even bloody sponsored this podcast. <laughs> yeah. What is How that? do you think Sponsors we could afford remorse. the tea? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that money went straight to a massive... We went to Costco, got the biggest <laughs> bag of like Yorkshire tea we could. <laughs> Split it three ways. And a huge box of gummies for Andy. Ah. <laughs> uh. Right, um, before um, before Graham starts going off on a rant, I think I'd best squeeze one in first, as they say. So let's check out... Listen up! Rant of the week. It's time to mother rage! So, the rise of AI. There's, there's films out there. Uh, the Creator, I think, is the, is the latest film that talks about the threats of AI and etc. and in a very dystopian future where mankind or humankind is fighting a, a very kinetic war against uh, AI and robots and all that sort of thing. And uh, I, I've been on a few, um, I've had a few conversations with people who apparently know about this stuff. And we've definitely, we've, we've sort of termed this, this year as almost like the inflection point of, of AI from, it was about this time last year when ChatGPT was released, um, or ChatGPT three, and there's been a boom and a massive boom of AI. And so we see ourselves. Twenty twenty three is the year of you know the inflection point of when AI becomes the big thing. Um, and you know, jo- all joking aside, or maybe joking, I don't know. But all joking aside, we'll, we're, it remains to be seen if AI is going to you know take over and enslave us and all that sort of thing. However, not letting any kind of popular culture or even common sense get in the way, uh, Microsoft, who has been uh, quite the forefront of of, uh, AI development, in fact, it was Satya Nadella who said... uh, uh, tell Google we're coming to eat their breakfast. Was it? Was was that the phrase? I think it was, which I thought was you know. In fact, that was a Billy Big Balls I think one time. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, so you know they are very very keen on winning the AI race for whatever that means. It's a bit. It's a bit like Sony and Blu-ray. They were not going to be beta maxed out of this by some upstart HD DVD. I remember that that race. And now look where you are, Blu-ray. Um, but uh, they w- they are going to pour money into this. Microsoft are going to overhaul OneDrive. <laughs> overhaul, does that mean it's going to work properly? Um, <laughs> in a move that will bring Copilot to the cloud storage servers and herd users towards the tool's web interface. 
Okay, so for those that don't know Copilot, which is actually a very quite a clever name, is their term for their AI. So you can get Copilot in their office products now. It's it's basically Clippy on steroids, but um, <laughs> it's 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 their AI interface that allows you to to um, you know create content, blah blah blah. They're going to bring it to OneDrive, so. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, these co-pilot skills arriving in OneDrive, Microsoft hopes that these uh, are going to help users find files and stay organized. Um, In the example given, however, co-pilot can move files around and create folders depending on its interpretation of the user's instructions. Oh, my God. Um, What? What? I mean, frankly, what's what's wrong with just dumping everything into one folder and letting search find it? I mean, <laughs> for a start, I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know, you you know those people who have got mail folders for every single topic, and their inbox is completely empty. And every time they read an email, they move it into the relevant box. Jeez, those, those people need to get a life. God dear, that's why God invented search. Jav, I can see you gritting your teeth there thinking that's you <laughs> or knowing that's you. But uh, that's why God invented search. You, you put in random search phrases and then say, no, I can't find it. I can't. I obviously haven't got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you don't want evidence that you've kept something. Uh, anyway, so OneDrive is got well, OneDrive, OneDrive Copilot is going to um, manage all this for you which is really quite scary because if it's creating folders, it could be creating folders with misleading names. It could be deleting files. Um, I mean, hopefully it knows just to delete the incriminating ones, right? And, <laughs> and also, is it does it know when, when to do it? Does it know the difference between an FBI agent tapping on your keyboard and you huh. just looking for something? Um, you know, but I, it, it just, this does not feel like a... A good thing to be releasing to the public right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm stating it here on this, you know, very public and popular show that I think we're going to see a lot of even data fabrication at some point. Um, you know, not if if it can create folders, what's to stop it from creating files, and then what's to stop it from, you know creating additions to those files and then embedding that in such a way that you don't know that those changes have been made, but. I I find this a little bit concerning. Um, obviously, I'll be installing it straight away just to give it a whirl. Uh, <laughs> because because whatever it, it it couldn't make a worse hash of my filing system. Let's face it. But yeah, this this is troublesome at best. This is, is this potentially is going to rewrite your personal history, right? Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I was just thinking as you were explaining it, and I thought these are all pretty you much mean features. reading it from the show notes. No, no, that, these are pretty much all features that are in something like Google Photos or something. When you go there, it's got them chronologically listed. It recognizes yeah. faces. So you say, I want to find all pictures with Tom Langford in it. And it shows me pictures of Tom and every other bald white man I've ever taken a picture <laughs> of. But, <laughs> but beyond brothers. that, it. it yeah, but it, it creates these collections for you. So, like this day in history, or what have you, this year, this day three years ago, or a trip to the Lake District, or what have you. It creates all of these for you. This is all the same thing. It's just ways of organizing. So I just like, but that's you know. that's not AI sort of artificially, you know, creating data. 
in there. That's that's just looking at metadata and sorting. That's just looking yeah. at patterns in and an that's image. That's all and this saying, sounds like. I it's think, like. I think this picture of Andrew Agnes looks like Tom Langford circa 2013. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think there's anything that you said that 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 is any different. The only thing is it creates a folder and it goes goes in there. Um No, it says for example. It's gonna be moving, for example, gonna be so if it's moving files, it's got access to the files, then it's gonna it is gonna start writing to the files, it's gonna start altering files. Well, you, you, but, you're really making a big assumption there. The, the, the leap of logic is just like, <laughs> it's just like shoots up higher than your, your blood sugar than like, you know, after you've had a Yorkie bar. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think, I think at, at first it sounds a little bit scary. I was with you, I think, Tom. But then I think, well, if you've saved a whole load of pictures called andyblackmail.jpg, and the and the co-pilot says, "Well, I will shove all of these into the blackmail folder." That's all right, isn't it? Do we know that it's doing much more than that? No, but when has this podcast ever let the truth get in the way of a story? Oh, right, right, okay, fair enough. God. I tell you what, Jav, you can tell he's new to this I know, podcasting I business, know. can't you? Sorry. We've but, got but, so much to teach him. Also, also, Graham, we, we like to use more inclusive terms these days, woke terms, so blackmail I don't think is a is a good term to use. Uh, Sorry, we, blockmail. Yeah, we call it blockmail or extortion yeah. is the more ex- appropriate term do, to use. I do apologise. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Rant of the week. If you work hard, research stories with diligence, and deliver well-edited, award-winning, studio-quality content for high-paying sponsors, then you too can be usurped by three idiots who know how to think on their feet. You're listening to the award-winning Host Unknown Podcast. I wonder if you could tell when we had that one commissioned. (laughs) And who it was for. Uh, right, let's move on, Jav. It's uh, it's your turn to make a fool of yourself. It is. Yes, yes, yes. So back in school, um, you'd always kind of fondly look at the guy that would come up with the most ridiculous excuse as to why they haven't done their homework or they messed something up. You know, it'll be like the dogs ate the homework or... My grand died for the seventh time in two years, so <laughs> I can't make it into this, or I couldn't revise, and what have you, and bloody bloody blah. And you always think, you know, that's that's a Billy Big Balls move. That you, you know, you know they're lying. They know they're lying. The teacher knows they're lying, but they still have the the audacity to go out and and say it. And uh, we 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 have something similar where like a four hour system interruption happened in September at the Veterans Affair Medical Center in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm. And what happened is that they <laughs> we're told by a source who heard the tale um, that there's a government department with its CIO reporting during which recent tech IT problems are reviewed. There's about 100 people on the call at the time, contractors, vendors, and employees. And in the middle of the call, one of the participants explains that while a technician was reviewing the configuration of a server cluster, 
their cat jumped on the keyboard and deleted it. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I've heard it all. That's impressive. I mean, it's a brilliant excuse, isn't it? Yes. It's, it, it, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful because whenever we've made, I mean, we've all done it, haven't we? We've all deleted files in the wrong folder. We've all zapped something we shouldn't have or forgot to plug a thing. If we can blame a dumb animal on this behaviour, and then we can report to the people on the call that we've now had the cat put down as punishment, <laughs> or it's been, it's no longer going to be having as much uh, kitty cat as it used to have, or. I've, yeah, I've turned my cat into a into a, ironically a mouse pad. <laughs> no, no, no. I've subjected my cat to 40, 40 minutes of mandatory security awareness training, and uh, <laughs> it now knows not to touch keyboards. <laughs> what did it do? Now, it, it knocked the laptop off the table. Yeah. Now, Jab, this is a Billy Big Balls of the week. Is it the case that the the cat, the way in which it hit the buttons? Was was because it hadn't been properly neutered in some fashion, yes. was it? I, was, uh, you know, I was about to say just that. <laughs> That's Absolutely. exactly the story. That's exactly the story. Right. And uh, the uh, Kurt Delbern, Delbin, Delben, uh, Assistant Secretary for Information and Technology and CIO at the Department of Veteran Affairs, is said to have responded on the call with words to the effect of, this is why I have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> there was laughter and not much more. It was a short incident report. Huh. As I think all incident reports should be short Absolutely. and to the point. Yeah. Yeah. I like this because I have to say it's quite a harmless story. I quite like that. I mean, apart from, you know, all of that data being deleted and the server cluster being destroyed and the, you know, millions yeah. of power, millions of dollars of uh, taxpayers' money that was required to repair it. But outside of that, I think it's a lovely, whimsical, harmless story. It is. It is. Which, next which... year, next year, they'll be blaming Copilot for deleting their files. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this isn't there what I normally. This isn't normally what I expect from Jav, though. In the Billy Big Balls of the Week, isn't it normally something which is saying, "Well done" to some hacking group, yeah, uh, or some, some cyber criminals exactly. for, for committing some enormous offence. I, 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 so are you, are you in favour of this cat, Jav? Well, are you defending this cat? Absolutely. You... The cat gave a very good lesson to everyone that, you know, insider threats are real and they can come <laughs> oh. from non-humans as well. Oh. Very good. I just love that analogy and the sound it makes as it's being stretched over my head. That's brilliant. <laughs> Nice. Excellent. Thank you, Jav, for this week. Billy Big Balls of the Week. The Host Unknown Podcast. Orally delivering the warm and fuzzy feeling you get when you pee yourself. (sighs) And talking of relaxing at just the wrong time of the day... Uh, Graham, what time is it? Oh, it's that time of the show where we head to our news sources over at the InfoSec PA Newswire. Been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe. Oh, he's such a pro. He's, he's such so a good. pro. He's brilliant. Industry news. 
Apple issues emergency patches for more zero-day bugs. Industry news. Record numbers of ransomware victims named on leak sites. Industry news. CISA and NSA tackle IAM security challenges in new report. Industry news. Scammers impersonate companies to steal cryptocurrency from job seekers. Industry news. Critical glibc bug puts Linux distributions at risk. Industry news. US government proposes S-bomb rules for contractors. Industry news. China poised to disrupt US critical infrastructure with cyber attacks, Microsoft warns. Industry news. Gold digger Android Trojan drains victim bank accounts. Industry news. Light spy iPhone spyware linked to Chinese APT41 group. Industry news. And that was this week's... Industry news. Huge if true. Huge if true. Huge. Right. Huge. Now, this is me correlating here. Yeah. Maybe causating, I don't know. China poised to disrupt US critical infrastructure with cyber attacks, Microsoft warns, just before it releases Copilot for OneDrive. Ha <laughs> ha. I think they're covering themselves. <laughs> so when it so goes when, wrong, yeah, when it they're all goes the wrong, they go, we warned you, China. <laughs> so I didn't know, Graham, you used Android. What? What? what, what why are you saying this? What, what were you talking about? Well, this gold digger Android Trojan drains victims' bank account. Are you are you claiming I'm a gold digger? <laughs> I'm not into all, I'm not into all that modern music. What? Isn't, isn't uh, gold digger some sort of rap thing? I don't know. I just, uh, I, gold diggers. I, look, was, I just say that gold diggers was I a just club say the in, words. My, in my town. I just oh say the God. words. I just read the auto cue. That's all I do. You can't. I'm, <laughs> I'm just being Andy this week. Oh, <laughs> and fuck you, Cincinnati. Yeah. Hey, haven't have you noticed? Uh, so, Tom, you're a big Apple fan. Are you yes. enjoying your daily um, update to the operating system at the moment as they deal with more and more zero day bugs? First thing I do every morning, like a like a, a good concerned citizen. These things happen, right? You either wait until point zero six or whatever of the operating system. Uh, before you update to the next major version, or if you do go to the next major version straight away, then you 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 pay the price by doing updates. Have you managed to time your daily updates with your five a.m. visit to the lavatory? <laughs> five a.m. Are you talking about my second visit or my third? <laughs> <laughs> no, you never do it overnight like that. That's the prime time to watch um, TikTok. Like or, or Instagram Reels, as Tom would probably. <laughs> you never update yeah, at five a.m. I, I can't do TikTok. Did you hear about that, Graham? I'm sure you did. Well, what? So what yeah, fa- you're no longer on TikTok. What happened? I got banned after a week. A week. What? What did you do? Well, I, apparently, I I constantly went against their community guidelines by following three people and not posting <laughs> nothing. I think. We're all curious as to which three people you followed, and that may have been the reason. So so w- one of them was uh, the etiquette guy. I've forgotten his name because I can't see him anymore. Um, uh, the other one was my daughter, who's racking up literally millions of views on some of her TikToks. 
which is why I joined in the first place. Right. And then 20 yeah. minutes before I got banned, I followed Jav. Ah, right. Now, I think we can, <laughs> I think we can begin to... Exactly. Causation right. is together. not... Exactly. Correlation is not causation. <laughs> he swears blind he had nothing to do with it, but I, 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 I don't know. I have just, nothing to I'm, do with that fine I'm just piece stating of work. the facts here. You know, I'm 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 just asking the questions, <laughs> and and refusing to accept the answers. <laughs> anyway, what else have we got here? Oh yeah, CISA and UNSA tackle I am security challenges in new report. Crikey, <laughs> I'm in yeah. the industry and I'm struggling to understand this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's an a hell of a headline. Does, does anyone know what an S bomb is? A software bill of materials. Ah, Ooh. I was thinking of f bombs, but they're they're something <laughs> which we, we don't allow on the podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, don't ask me what that actually means in the details. <laughs> so, software bill of materials is is purely just well, just that it's a list of of the software you're going to use for contractors, right? Okay, all right. So the government's saying this is what you have to use, or you you can't yeah. use any software outside of this list. Yeah, exactly. As, well, as, oh. I, as I understand it, I, but I, they're only just doing this, really. Hmm. Would that also include which security software contractors are allowed to use, and which ones maybe they're not allowed to use? Oh, I imagine well, they're not allowed to use Kaspersky. No, no, for because you know because he's got a funny sounding name, right? Hmm. Hmm. Um, what else have we got here? Um, La di da, la di da. Scammers impersonating companies to steal cryptocurrency from job seekers. So, people looking for jobs are being asked to send crypto. I mean, seriously, does anyone who falls for this? What is this? I haven't looked yeah. at the story. Obviously, I'm purely going no, by no, the headline. No, no, no. We just need. We just need to. Um, yeah. But yeah, you think? Well, one bleeding obvious. They're scammers, and so therefore they're looking to steal crypto or or whatever, right? But how do you do it from job seekers? I mean, like, is this on LinkedIn? Hey, send me some Bitcoin and we'll get you a job. It, it, what? And yeah, the sort it, of people who would fall for that, are they the ones that could actually even generate crypto? Or even, I mean, crikey, I, I don't even know how to get a bloody wallet of crypto. I just do it through an app. It seems to be so easy for these cyber criminals to make money. I wonder if the UK government has considered maybe learning a few tricks in order to get their train line built all the way up to uh, Manchester. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I mean, if it, is it really that tricky? I don't know. It's a, a strange thing, isn't it? Well, you, you, first of all, you need competent project managers. And, well, and that's it, really. That's all you need, you know, mm. and people who will, who will actually, you know, price things out properly and people who will review proposals and bids to see whether you know one company is deliberately under undercutting another just to get the business and then only to to put the costs up later but it does seem like these massive projects constantly overrun and constantly over overspend you'd think we'd have learned by now i don't get it i don't get it talking of overrunning i've been yes. here a, an hour and a half now <laughs> <laughs> No, you haven't. We're only 40 minutes in. Anyway, that uh, was this uh, week's... Uh, uh, Industry News. 
In 2021, you voted us the most entertaining cybersecurity content amongst our peers. In 2022, you crowned us the best cybersecurity podcast in Europe. You are listening to the double award winning Host Unknown podcast. How'd you like them apples? In 2023. How'd you like them apples, Graham? Hang yeah. on, hang on. Tom, you're holding up to your camera some kind of award? Is that the 2023 award there? Yeah, the to... 2023 awards that uh, the sole founder of Host Unknown holds in his hand for yes. oh, most entertaining blog. Oh, no, wrong one. Maybe it's this one. <laughs> Didn't know you had a blog. The All-Rounder. There we go. In my hands are the awards yes. for 2023. Yes. So for, you know for which um, for which podcast for which podcast oh, that's that's neither here nor there because they're in my <laughs> <Yeah>. possession. <laughs> Very nice, yes. thank you. Both for smashing security, they're they're taking up. Really, I'm going to start charging interest. You know, <laughs> prime real estate they're taking up. <laughs> they are. Yeah, that's they room are. that could be taken up with Lego in your house, couldn't it? Uh, not far wrong, actually. <laughs> I have put up shelves especially for it. Right, shall we move on to the final part of the show? Graham, why don't you take us home with... Sweet of the Week. And we always play that one twice. Sweet of the Week. X of the Week. Are you going to rename that jingle? It's, well, it's, we uh, did ask yeah. Andy to, but since he's obviously not you know, capable of doing his day job or, you know, or, you know, doing the bare minimum that we ask him to, then I, I don't know. We'll no, we'll, we'll leave it Tweet of the Week and then in five years' time, people will be like, yeah, why do they call it Tweet of the Week? It's a really good section, <laughs> but why do they... And no one will know, like, the, the history behind it. It's like the save yeah. icon where kids don't have <laughs> never seen a floppy disk and they, but they know that's the same. Well, Tweet of the Week this week comes from friend of the show, Infosec Mo who has posted, well, he's actually retweeted. He's retweeted a, a message posted on Twitter by a chap called Will Manidis. And what Will points out in a form of a beautiful graph is that he has analysed the last 20 years of VC returns, how much money the VCs are making, compared to second-hand Lego pricing. And it turns out that if you randomly purchase sets of Lego you will actually massively outperform the biggest VC firms. And Mo has actually posted this message to Tom saying, so this is why you hold one of the largest Lego collections in the UK. You are a savvy man, Tom Langford. <laughs> uh, I wish, do you know what? I, there's, there's, there's so much more Lego one could buy, right? But uh, <laughs> um, I, I just love the fact that in only, I think is it only in two instances? Mm. I can't see, but only in two instances does a VC outperform the the the, the Lego purchase. <laughs> Every single other time, and, and if you're canny in what you buy, I you know what's you know yes. If you, then that that outperformance is huge, absolutely huge. So so, so this is like. A set you buy, say you buy a set today off a Millennium Falcon. Yeah. In a few years' time, you're saying it'll go up in value if you sell it secondhand? Yes. Wow. Keep it in its box, I imagine. Keep it in pristine condition. Yeah. There are figures, as in the little mini figures, yes. that go for over $2,000. My no goodness. Wow. It's, you know, Boba Fett is one of the most popular ones. I think a Captain Rex, is it? Something like that. 
um, Star Wars ones. Um, and this is yes. because there are incels like yourself. There are people out there who don't have any sex life, <laughs> don't have, who are just sitting in, sitting in their sad little back bedrooms and they're now, spending now, all of their money on Lego. I'm going to pick you up on one thing there. I yep. only have one bedroom, not not a back bedroom and a front bedroom. <laughs> wow, I mean, that, that is beautiful. Tom the incel Langford. That is just like <laughs> his name from now on. So descriptive, so descriptive. <laughs> I did, on, but Lego, Lego is, Lego is the most wonderful thing, though. I mean, I do. I mean, it is incredibly expensive to buy new, but the thought that secondhand it actually raises in price quite so much yeah. is is remarkable. Yeah, if you're savvy with it, especially some of the sort of special editions. Um, they also have the the VIP programs, which is sometimes have limited releases. Um, yes, some things go. You know, go that they. they have a phrase on their website hard to find and you know mm. all that sort of stuff some stuff goes hard to find very very quickly um wow but uh yeah it's it's i i like what well, it's it's relaxing i was talking to a friend about it and he said um he was saying that i always thought that making lego was a really childish thing and i was i was thinking this as i was as i was making a jigsaw puzzle on my coffee table and then i realized <laughs> hang on i'm just doing exactly the same thing <laughs> <laughs> You know, no, I, it's it's that clears your mind. You focus just on the bricks and the techniques and what you're building and all that sort of thing. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a lot mm. of fun, but um, but it's expensive. It's expensive yes. holiday hobby, but uh, yeah, very yes, cool. Yeah. Of, of all the hobbies Tom has, photography and Lego. <laughs> I'm surprised you have enough money left to eat at the end of the month. <laughs> Trust me, I'd be twice the size of the man I am now if I did. <laughs> right, excellent, Graham. Thank you. Tweet of the week. And so we come, um, well, careening around the corner uh, from Tweet of the Week into the end of the show. Um, well, gentlemen, thank you so, so much. It's been, as usual, a massive pleasure. Jav, thank you uh, very much. Uh, much appreciated. Oh, you're welcome, as always. And Graham, you are a legend, sir, for standing in for the, uh, uh, well, I'm going to say it, just somewhat lazy and disappointing Andrew Agnes. Well, thank you very much. And I look forward to my payment in Haribo uh, in due course. Absolutely. Andy will be sending that along. He's got lots of out-of-date stuff. Because I don't yeah. know if you've seen him recently. There's not a lot of him. We'll, anyway, we'll, bring, it to your, we'll bring it to your housewarming. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Or no, I tell you what, I'll I'll hide it in my usual hiding spot in my flat, and you you were going to drop in, weren't you? So, yeah, I'll be. Yeah, yeah I'll, oh yeah, I'll be round. Put it in your yeah, jacket yeah, pocket, no next to your passport. All right, <laughs> you'll never find it. <laughs> and stay secure, everyone. This and that was the wrong one. This week in InfoSec. No. Come on, Tom. Come on, Tom. You can do I'm it. Struggling. What? What's on, it done with a... Oh, there it is. No. <laughs> it's never happened before. Oh, my God. It's the first time. Honest. He's normally a lot more professional than this, Graham. <laughs> Why the f*** has the outro gone? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's this been removed happened. from the, mo- how from the can, media board. How can making... you do 170 episodes? 174. And be like this? 174. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, right, bear with. Just hum it. Just hum it, Tom. No one will reckon. No one will know the difference. No one's got this far in the podcast anyway. They all switched off when they heard I was on. No, we're nearly there. Don't worry. It's 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 going to be worth it. Honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I can't hate this you, is, outro. This is, this is life. Do you know what? I reckon Andy's done this on purpose. <laughs> Sabotaged it, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. No, no, no right. I'm going to drop that in there. It's going to upload. You should just put out this raw audio on your Patreon. This, this is what people want. They want this, to see you. The confidential. This, this is version. what I. This is what we put out normally. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Anyway, stay secure. You've been listening to the Host Unknown podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security. See what I have to deal with, Graham, every week. I, I don't. We need to do an outro part, do we? Really. <laughs> Right, see you, gents.